Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast actual play of the Hell's Rebels Adventure Path. Yeah. Dun, Where we dun, continue dun. to be saviors of the city, even though we haven't solved that murder yet. Well, we kind technically of have. It. I guess we've solved like phase one of the murder. We found the murder weapon. The <laughs> yes, we did. Are no longer in threat of Tooth Fairy Swarm. Yeah, <laughs> That's true. Mm. true. That very specific threat is gone. <laughs> yes. So there's that at least. And Cesare has a date. Yeah. That's true. Which Cesare has a obviously date. the most important thing that happened in the last episode. Hey, maybe <laughs> also <for> Cesare <laughs> had our uh, first rebellion phase, which was fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah, we did. You guys got to be rebellious. I rolled bad. It happens. Sure. We got some followers and a few. We yeah. just got to work on our social media presence to really grow our audience. You know. Yes. It's true. Everyone needs to rate and review the Silver Ravens, and then. Uh... <laughs> oh my God. We did really got to set up that to ad. share it on. Uh, Whatever the Galarian version of Twitter is. Yes, please like and subscribe and go on ahead and hit that Raven icon to uh, <laughs> <laughs> to get notified of our next post. <laughs> yes. I feel like Twitter would be something like Shalin would be in charge mm. of just because her just because her holy symbol's the bird and it seems very mm. <laughs> you know? that's Yeah, Shalin's yeah. too sweet for Twitter. Too much BS happens on Twitter. <laughs> like yeah, that's the thing is Oh no, like, I get yeah, definitely oh, Yeah, oh Calistria would absolutely <laughs> Yep, it's just buzzer. It's just a wasp symbol, and it buzzes you, and then stings you if you say anything nice. Yeah, go ahead and buzz that up on buzzer. Yeah. But yeah, when last we left our heroes, the Silver Ravens had successfully slain the Tooth Fairies that were terrorizing Devil's Nursery. And now there's some mm. sort of awful cult. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, there may be some sort of uh, cult involved, or at the very least, there's something weird going on there, and that you found that all of this was caused by a complex occult ritual. Mm -hmm. Let's be honest, cults are a dime a dozen in Galarian. <laughs> some tooth fairies out of teeth like they were eggs. and Yeah, that was yeah, terrifying. Disgusting. Well, I mean, that's actually part of the tooth fairy myth. Mythos. Only uh, in Galarian, not in real world. If you had listened to the share lore that Rachel did on tooth fairies, maybe. Mm. I, I did not incorporate anything on teeth bursting out uh, of. That's unfortunate. Rachel, you left out a glaring detail. Yeah. I, I think it, that's a 2E thing, though, isn't it? I don't remember seeing that for 1E. I don't know. They might have expanded the mythos. I don't think that they're afraid of cats in one year. They were not afraid of cats in one year because I definitely would have included that. <laughs> That's true. So that was just, you know, you need to do a Tooth Fairies 2.0 share work. Yeah, I'll do a Tooth Fairy update. Yeah. Yeah. So go we'll to the Patreon, to request a Tooth Fairy update share lore. Mm -hmm. There you go. Still, you'd returned back to the Cloven Hoof Society and spoken with Strea, informed her of your success. She stated that she would take care of the, the funeral arrangements, the cremation of the bodies since in the case of uh, three of these you have no idea who they even are yeah well we suspect that it's uh one of the missing people yes. like in my in my blog post i put a report out on all of that yes there was a young missing boy i believe his name was cell mm -hmm. and there was an older man that was missing and like the a older man is the one i'm talking about yeah the uh, fisherman yeah. roll chisholm but unfortunately the remains were unrecognizable like most of that the others true. I mean, all the tendons had been removed, so, you know, yeah. unless your bones were not putting them back together again. It was horrible. I don't know if Galarian has forensic artists that can recreate facial structure based on the skull. I don't know if they have that. So. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After reporting back to Strea, you had uh, gone... Actually, I believe you'd stay the night at the Clovenhost Society. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. You had then uh, gone your separate ways the following day to go and check up on things, met back up later on that evening to... Uh, or 
later on that day in the late afternoon to speak with Rexus and figure out what you wanted the Fushi sisters to do. Mm -hmm. uh, basically resolving your rebellion mechanics for the week. I think all of you had paid your rent and then made your way mm -hmm. out to go celebrate at the uh, Clinch Jaws Tavern. Yeah, Chesra is not thrilled about this. It's time for a bar fight, y'all! And also <laughs> investigate what has been going on at Clinch Jaws. Mm -hmm. The sun sets in the distance, painting the sky a brilliant shade of red. And distantly, you can hear the church bells ringing, tolling out the time. It's approaching six o'clock now. You know that curfew takes effect at nine o'clock and Clinchshaw's Tavern closes at 8.30. At the very okay. last, least, you know, last call is eight o'clock, closes 8.30. Mm -hmm. As the sun sets in the distance, you begin to approach the tavern. Already you can hear that there are more people, as far as Adria is concerned and that she's been here on numerous occasions, there are more people here than regular. Wow, this is like real crowded today, you guys. As you begin to approach closer to the tavern, make your way up the steps that lead inside. A sign hangs in front of the tavern displaying a clam hmm. with the words Clinchjaw's Tavern inlaid Clinchjaw over the top portion of the clam and tavern over the bottom portion of the clam as the clam nice. is open. This sign hangs <laughs> directly over the door that leads inside, the door standing wide open. The window that you had been that you had seen him getting replaced not too long ago is simply boarded over at this point. Oh man. Aww. Ah, uh, no defenestration. Approaching towards it, you can hear the sound of many voices talking from within. And as you begin to make your way up the steps, uh, go ahead and actually I'll get this for all of you guys real quick. Adria looks at everyone with like a, let's be real careful kind of a look. Nicola raises an eyebrow, but simply nods. Now it just shrugs. Uh, I'm going to have okay. to second Adria on that. I think, uh, um, keeping to ourselves would be the best course of action. Unless we're looking to recruit, I mean, there's some uh, revolutionary ideas uh, taking yes, place in this in this area. Doing so here with Mr. Clinchjaw would probably not be a good idea. No, but we, like, take note of the people we want to seek out later. That I am... yes. And then stalk them, Raven says. I don't think we're going to be stalking anyone. I think we mostly just sent him a note, like a clandestine meeting type note. And it's like, meet us at, you know, dawn at the Adria Park or, or whatever. Aria Park, not my park. Although if it was named after me, that'd be pretty cool. Look, I'm not. Or you'll never see your fish again. Oh, well, that's no, a No, it's mean. not a ransom. But she no, kind of looks over at Raven. You're a little bloodthirsty, aren't you? She gets cat. overly excited. You ever met a cat that wasn't bloodthirsty? You have any idea how many birds I killed the other day? Oh, that's horrible. Yeah, well, they had it coming. They know what they did. Flew in Nicolo's like, apartment. apartment. <laughs> Vengeance for all of Nicolo's sandwiches. <laughs> oh my god, just give yes. the birds a sandwich. Are they hungry too? But I'm hungry too. Well, it's called Shan. I know, but I don't have much to share, unfortunately. Mm, bread's bad for birds anyway. True. You make your way well. up the steps? Oh, yeah, I guess so. Talking about birds and sandwiches and bread. Uh, yes, we walk to the door. Nothing else I could do is <laughs> a bit of a drink, so. When I came here, not so much recently, but, you know, in the day, they have pretty good drinks. Mm. Reasonable. You make your way up the steps. Stone steps leading up towards a wide set of double doors held open, iron railing on either side. Stepping up and inside, you enter into what most people would consider to be a rather friendly looking tavern. The tavern's large, spacious. 
A total of seven tables surrounded by chairs occupies the central portion of the tavern, and immediately ahead of you is the bar surrounded by its bar stools. Ample room is in here, and you're not entirely positive what this place was used for specifically before Clench Jaws took it over, as one area off towards the far side is complete with a large stage. Some 25 feet across, although probably wider than that, as it seems to run the full length of the, the central room of this tavern, which is itself close to about 50 feet. Mm. The curtains on either side seem to allow the stage to maybe expand. And as you enter in, you can see that there are a number of performers already up on the stage. A uh, diverse band containing two halflings, three gnomes, and what appears to be the lead singer, which is a rather broad-chested, boisterous-looking, wolfen human, maybe in his late 30s, with a long mane of white hair. Rad. And an amazing soprano voice. Cool. Weird. That's a high-pitched voice for such a burly-looking man. As you step in, you can see that Clenched Jaw is already behind the counter, serving up drinks, and you can see numerous people leaning in, joking. The air in here seems to be mostly jovial at the moment, or at the very okay. least, not angry. Although you can tell some people are leaning in towards one another at tables in a more conspiratorial manner, keeping their voices low and then doing that thing where they straighten up and smile anytime one of the bar hands makes their way over to deliver their drinks. <laughs> Gosh, these people ain't very subtle. Clinchjaw nods as all of you enter, glances around. Two of the tables are unoccupied, one closest to the door that you just entered and one closer to the stage. Door it is. Yeah, let's stick by the door in case we need to make a hasty retreat. Can you close shrugs? All right. Grab but also, table. we should get drinks. Yeah. All right, what does everybody want? I'll go get our drinks. Mm, I'd like a lager. Just an ale for me. Okay, okay. Fancy uh, wine for the elf? I doubt that they have anything fancy here. <laughs> I'll take a small saucer of milk. Okay. You can't have milk. <laughs> get her water. Okay. <sighs> <laughs> Adrian winks at the cat like, I'll get you milk, honey. <laughs> the stomach ache is worth it. <laughs> Just an ale for me. All right. Adria heads over to the bar to talk to, to Clenchjaw and also order drinks, including a bowl of water and a tiny saucer of milk. Very well. Adria, you make your way over towards the counter. Clenchjaw, again, this burly man who looks to be, you'd say close to about six feet, shaved head, uh, scar running across his forehead, breaking into his hairline with this piercing, serious look. Think basically a uh, debutista. Mm, nice. nice. Nods to you from behind the counter. Welcome back. What would you like? All right, I'm going to get a round of ales. Well, okay, that's not right. I'm going to get three ales, a lager, a bowl of water, a tiny cup of milk, and then I'll also have a lager. He nods. Nine copper. All righty. Uh, she just hands over a, a full silver piece and is like, you know, keep the change. He nods, turns, starts making the drinks. So, uh. Turns back. How's it going? He looks at you, looks over towards a couple of the tables, looks over towards the boarded up window, looks back at you. Mm. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I feel yeah. fantastic. <laughs> He sets so. the drinks down on the counter for you. I imagine uh, Adria probably with the practice thing does that where like, you know, anytime that you see any pictures from Oktoberfest, it's carrying like four drinks in yeah. each hand, making your way back over. It's awesome. I do. Did I catch which tables he looked at specifically? Uh, he seems to be looking at the ones that are in the far corner of the room, basically opposite from where you are. 
they've almost seemed to have intentionally turned down. There's a lantern on the center of each of these tables. They seem to have actually intentionally turned theirs down so that they're sitting more in shadow. Mm. As you watch more people are steadily making their way in, you imagine as the dock shift ends, you seem to have just beaten the rush. Uh, and so this tavern, which usually comfortably hosts, you'd say maybe 50, is starting to fill up towards 60 or 70. Do any of the people at those tables, like, does there is there a person that seems like the leader? Not that you can tell from here. Are any of them wearing those fucking armbands? Oh, yeah. Hmm, good question. Not that you can tell from here. Okay. Unlike, I don't know whether or not you have, there is a door uh, next to the entryway where there is a, uh, a server who's willing to take your co- your cloaks and hang them in the cloak closet there. If you want to be able to sit comfortably, the people in the far tables mm. mostly seem to have kept their cloaks on. I'm going to keep my cloak on. I'm fine with getting yeah. mine up for now. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't <laughs> even have a cloak on, so. <laughs> All right, I carry these things back over to the table. Okay, so it looks like the troublemakers are over at those tables. She kind of like nods behind her without looking. You know, they got the... The lamps turned down and whatnot. I, it's, I can't tell if they got those armbands or not, but uh, so they may be the good kind of trouble. The good kind of trouble. Our kind of trouble. Although, if they turn down the lamps, it's kind of suspicious, isn't it? Like, who does that? People that are bad at being secretive. True. It's a pretty obvious. They might not be very good at what it is they're trying to do. Um, Adrian, how much do I owe you, by the way? Oh, don't worry about it. It's all good. You sure? Yeah. Nicolo nods. Agreed. Next round's on me, then. He takes okay. a good drink of his, you know, beer. Cesare eyes Raven drinking her milk. And do not wake me up tonight when you have a stomachache. You did this to yourself. I got her water, too. She can, mm. like, uh... Is it kind of <laughs> like when you're drunk? If you drink some water, it helps? I'm not Nicola a vet. Shrugs. I'm not lactose intolerant, so I don't know. <laughs> Just had a weird, my brain just went down a weird chain of thoughts. <laughs> Where it's just like, Raven, Raven technically has like opposable digits. Like yes, her little she does. Mm-hmm. So it's like, does she scoop her own litter box? <laughs> she doesn't have a litter box. She goes Because we could genetically engineer cats to do that. That would basically solve okay. the one problem with cats. You know <laughs> that Cesare has like summoned an unseen servant that just takes care of the litter box. It's, yeah. it's like yeah. the Galarian equivalent of the litter robot. Does prestidigitation take care of litter boxes? Oh, oh I man. Would so. oh, that'd be amazing. I live hmm. at the top of a very tall tower. I'm sure she does have a litter box. Well, yeah. When it's late at night and things like that. Although, actually, now she can fly, so you can just open up a window she and let her fly. fly away. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought you said she could fly. No, I, I don't want her because she ha- grows wings and she needs to look like an inconspicuous kitty for spy uh, missions. Very well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the talking is very inconspicuous. She can telepathically communicate now as long as she's touching somebody. Hmm, we just haven't fancy. had a we just haven't had a need for her to do that yet. Just like a cat mm. jumps up in your lap and is all of a sudden like, "Hey, what's up?" <laughs> like, ah. <laughs> You're like, "Am I going mad?" <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I suppose you settle in. One of the bar hands comes over. He drops off a uh, a bowl full of basically the equivalent of a bar mix, nothing but salty stuff to make you thirsty to drink more beer. Works for me. Dried pretzels. <laughs> nice. So um. What's our next move? Do we just wait till something happens, or should we send somebody over to try to talk to them? Let's just mingle. Um, I do have Hobnobber. I can do it in an hour, gather information. Okay. Does anyone else have uh, the ability to gather information quickly? Um, Um, Not I. I do not. So, yeah, if you guys want to gather information, you can. Nicholas, sure. sure. Might as well ask around. 
All right, so let's start. Adria, you're gathering information. You're using our hobnobber, so it's going to take one hour. Mm -hmm. Lucia. Trying to figure out a way that I could, uh, like, try to overhear their conversation without being super obvious. Uh, if you want to go over there and basically make a stealth check to more or less appear, I'm just kind of wandering around, basically hiding in the crowd because it's getting to the, you. all the tables are already full and that you're like risking losing your table getting up, although I don't necessarily know if you care about that. Okay. Uh, and a lot of people are just kind of milling around the stage, uh, listening to the music. It's to that point where there's like, for every person sitting at the bar, there's two people leaning against it because uh, there's not okay. available stool. It is packed in here. So you can actually just stealth through the crowd if you so wish. All right, I will I will try to hide in plain sight. You're attempting, uh, what is it, an Assassin's Creed social stealth? Yeah, yeah. The, the one where you just like- get You're gonna do the Ezio you. where you're just like, aha, I've surrounded myself with four people and I'm invisible now. Yes. <laughs> why are they all women and yeah. why are they all hitting on me? That's only if you hire those. Mm. Cesare? Cesare probably sticks out as like a sore thumb in here. I don't imagine. <laughs> But his is, wine, his cheap red wine. Very many yeah. elves. But Raven has a very wine high self score. Wine is more vinegar than wine. And then a very high perception score. So Raven, being the little stealthy kitty that she is, is going to stealth over and try to overhear what's going on at those sh tables with the dim light that helps the black cat hide. <laughs> you know? The fact that she's like, you know, calf level at best. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So, Stealth Raven, initiate. <laughs> All right. Begin the spy mission. Go. <laughs> Victoria. Victoria is probably going to go to the bar and see what she can kind of glean from the people sitting at the bar and how Clinchjaw uh, interacts with people. Okay. Uh, observing. Nicola. You know what? Um, I'm actually going to try to make friends with one of the bar workers uh, or like one of the Clinchjaw's like employees and see if they just like tell me something interesting. Okay. Are you using one of your abilities or are you just, uh, you're trying to gather information with the employees, not the clientele? Uh, I think I'm trying to gather information with the employees, not the clientele. I don't have a special ability for that. I mean, I guess technically I could be trying to make an impression on one as, as like specific individual, but I don't know if that's going to be super helpful. So, Okay. Real quick, Adria, does your hobnobber mean that it takes specifically one hour or is it half time? Half as long as normal. Adria, you're going to be able to gather information twice because everyone else's action takes one hour, so you'll just get to do yours twice. The issue with this tavern is everyone is so loose-lipped here. Ah, it's just so it like garbage that that's what's causing all the fight. Yeah. So uh, basically, see. you've just walked into a place full of people that really want to tell you about what's going on. Mm. Okay, cool. that makes that sense. Works. I'm reducing the amount of time it takes to gather information. I wish we were in downtime because I can influence rumors and stuff as part of being a dandy, but it's a downtime activity. Mm. Yeah. While all of this is going on, all of you getting your secret checks. Victoria, you make your way over towards the bar. Nod to clench jaw. I imagine get another drink just so that you're not loitering at the bar. It'd be two copper. She pays the two copper. You feel someone sidle up next to you, leaned against the bar. This man's still also wearing his cloak, although his hood is back. She slides the drink she just bought over to him. The man smiles. Miss Gordado. Morga, fancy seeing you here. <laughs> fancy seeing you. He places two copper on the table, orders a drink, and then slides it over towards you. On the case. Always. He nods, glancing back over his shoulder. As he does, you can see that he has new scars running down the right side of his cheek, almost seemingly freshly healed, with the stitches still visible on one. He looks back towards the bartender, nods. This is a very dangerous place to be. I thought usually you were more interested in investigating uh, 
less directly physically confrontational crimes. I investigate all sorts of crimes. I seem to be branching out recently, however. Hmm. Well then, perhaps we can cooperate on this. What exactly is the case you're working on? I understand that there's been a number of uh, rowdy instances here. I was doing some investigating before I leave for the night. Off book. Vittoria, as he says this, there's a look in his eyes, almost a pained look as he states off book. He shuffles a bit. It's at that point that you notice not only is he plain clothes, but even the sword that he carries underneath the edge of his cloak is not his... It is not the sword of a guardsman. It's a hand and a half sword. Ooh. Recruit him. Recruit Morgan or Morga or whatever his name Morgar. is. Morgar. Yes. We could use a spy inside of the guard. Well, if he's been fired. Hard to know. We could scoop up all the ex-guards. I bet they want to save the city. Mm. Oh, probably. Yeah. Although I thought they all got relegated to desk jobs instead of fired. Mm. I guess it depends on the guard. This guy just became Booth in my head. Oh, he's totally David Boreanaz. Yeah, Yeah, we've been watching a lot of Bones, but uh, your Bones and this guy's booth. I mean, that... that I kind of dig it. It's pretty accurate. Mm. (laughs) Morgo takes a drink, gestures over toward where one of the bar stools down at the end has been recently vacated and moves his way down, offering the stool to you. Kind of giving a look towards one of the guys nearby that starts making a move towards it before the guy just kind of veers off. Victoria takes the seat. (laughs) So who hired you for this? You know that I don't typically work for individuals. You could have said you were working for the Silver Ravens. They hired you. A little early to announce that. I guess. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) I perhaps do a more neighborhood charity than I should, but I find that that's what makes the neighborhood I live in better. I wish that there were more people willing to stick their necks out for their fellow man here. There are more than you think. Well, it looks like things are starting to pick up a bit here. And I have, uh, me glances off again for a moment. A patrol that I need to get to. Um, well, if you need any help, you know where to find me. Perhaps we could talk in a less informal setting? A more formal setting. Um, well, this is obviously informal, so anything a step up would be more formal. I was not expecting to run into you here. Nor I. This gives me the opportunity to give you a warning, though. Seems to be all you're doing for me lately. (laughs) I warned you before about the Datari being purged. That includes me. I told you! You have very few friends on the inside now. I would have liked to, of course, consider us friends. I think so. So consider it a friendly warning. Warning taken. Now I need to go. Unfortunately, many of these new Datari, the new commander, is not doing what's necessary to safeguard the people of this city. He grabs his drink, finishes it off. It's like you said, someone has to look out for the less fortunate. Recruit this man! Recruit this <laughs> man! He belongs on a squad. I don't, I don't want to do that in public. What if somebody's watching? Set up a meet. Uh, yeah. That's... <laughs> um, Morgoth, perhaps after your patrol, uh, tomorrow morning maybe stop by the coffee shop. <sighs> I'm sure you could use the pick-me-up. He nods, shuffles a little awkwardly in a sort of way that as he does so, you kind of see him you know, reach down, grab onto the pouch on the edge of his belt as if filling the number of coins he has in it and then nods. I think I could manage that. Thank you, Miss Gordado. Anytime. He inclines his head, reaches up, pulls down his hood, turns, makes his way 
As he moves, you can hear the soft clink clink of maybe some sort of chain under his street clothes, although obviously not the chain mail provided by the Datari as well. The man turns and makes his way out the front door, off into the night. Curiously, you note that he, as he exits, he turns south also to make his way back across Bleak Bridge. The, the wheels in Victoria's head are just turning right now. <laughs> but I didn't want to like be like, oh, hey, we've started this secret organization yeah, no, to I these know. 60 yeah. people that might be listening in here. Yeah. yeah. The wheels in my head. We need to get a spinning. secret language stat, y'all. <laughs> the problem is, is that uh, it's very difficult to justify learning an uncommon language unless someone in the group already knows an uncommon language. Yeah. I do know Jotun. Jotun is interesting and weird. Okay. I mean, technically, it's a common language, but yes. But how many people in this city are going to probably speak that? Probably not a lot. Maybe yep. the Ulfin uh, yeah, <laughs> soprano like, okay, singer. Yeah, the lead the singer air. of the band, maybe. We recruit him to be our, our herald. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Composes a theme song, Bard. Oh, God. Yes. He then starts yelling and yoting and doing the... He's got the long hair, so he starts doing, like, the hair twirl <laughs> thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that all starts up. I mean, Silver Ravens! <laughs> Freaking Dargo! Yeah. Leans into the microphone, do you folks like coffee? <laughs> <laughs> I suppose you all reconvene at the table after a bit, since Nicolo and Cesare at the very least have managed to keep the table secured. You guys mm-hmm. did lose a chair once, but... That's fine. Mm. Yeah. Nicola just gets the weirdest stuff from these things. Yeah, and I was like, I don't really know what to make of what I got, so... I um, suppose, uh, Adria, you settle back in. Lucia takes her seat. Vittoria rejoins. Uh, I imagine probably Cesare and Nicola watching her carry on this conversation. <laughs> Whether or not this guy's just hitting on her or not, you're not entirely positive. They did exchange drinks. <laughs> That's true. I mean, Vittoria's a pretty little awkward half-elf. Well, yeah. But it is this... <laughs> This tall guy just kind of wandered up, at which point you guys, like, exchanged drinks and then, you know, unsolicitedly started talking to you. <laughs> so I'm sure Nicolo's like, do I need to get up and inter- <laughs> intervene? What am I doing? <laughs> I mean, Nicolo gives Vittoria a slight smile. Did you meet somebody interesting? Uh, meet? No. Uh... Oh, you already knew him. <laughs> Cesare gives Vittoria a sly smile. <laughs> not in that context. I'll explain when we are not... In an establishment that is becoming more tense by the moment. Oh, yeah. Apparently, there's just a bunch of, like, rivals wandering around and whispered insults and whatnot. Like, I don't know. Like, somebody's stirring up trouble on purpose. Well, look at the window. What window? (laughs) Exactly. That's the point. (laughs) Well, for that group that I tried to go over there and kind of over here, like, they're pretty wound up because they uh, managed to change the subject every time I came around. Oh, so, they spotted you. I mean, yeah, either they spotted me or they just assuming everybody's up to, you know, listening to them. So I didn't get anything really. But I do know that they didn't seem to be very happy on the uh, recent changes in governance for the city, if well, you know what I mean. Sure. The Raven, did you ever hear anything interesting? Uh, not particularly. Uh, again, they, they didn't seem to really notice me so much, but they were mostly just all leaning in and complaining about the government. Uh, I don't think that they're plotting or planning anything. They don't seem to be that organized. Just uh, talking about reputed tax rate increases, and apparently one of them knocked over a, a bag of grain when they were working on the docks and had to spend like an entire hour collecting every single piece of grain. Mm. One guy was complaining about bumping into a, a Hell Knight and the Hell Knight uh, threatening him. Yeah, they do that. Mm. Huh. 
Oh, and, and also there's rumors about a book burning. No. That's awful. Where? They didn't say. They just said something about the the Hell Knights here or book burners and they're they're gonna storm the the libraries and the the school and, and remove any controversial she actually makes air quotes with her little paws. <laughs> Material they find. Should we do they that? They can best? take my research books over my dead body. Ross pops his knuckles and like joins the rebellion. <laughs> Ross just suddenly like his his shirt shreds and he's like, no. no. <laughs> like you're a freaking uh, Armstrong from. Yeah, uh, the oh my god! Yeah. You're Red Ross. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yeah. How about you? You find anything? First of all, sorry for uh, teasing you. It was just, you know, kind of unusual. Uh, so I commented on it. Um, he says to Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> um, but secondly, uh, more importantly, has anybody seen a butterfly around here? Uh, no. Apparently, one of the um, one of the bar hands was saying that he saw a weird butterfly. The raven, have you found and eaten a butterfly? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's but, a weird time uh, of day for butterflies. He says it shows up in the dark corners of the tavern and it's apparently freaking him out. I don't know if he's just <laughs> seeing things or... I look at the dark corner of the tavern. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, it kind of sounds like he might have uh, imbibed something that disagreed with his sensibilities, if you know what I mean. I mean, I don't think he's drinking on the job, but uh, he could be. I well, I mean, know. there's other things you um, can imbibe. I don't suppose he said what wrong. it looked like. No, he just said it was a weird butterfly. That's all he told me. No colors or anything? Nope. Helpful. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Is there any sort of, like... Recall knowledge on butterflies or like what butterflies butterfly are even in this area. Or... Well, like, yeah, I mean, I'm vague. assuming it's still major deities or you are aware that butterfly, the butterfly is the holy symbol of Desna. Uh -huh. I mean, I don't have to do with anything. I mean, yeah, I'm I no entomologist, say, so I couldn't really tell you much. I mean, I'll look around for a butterfly too, just in case. But yeah, I mean, we all I look don't, for butterflies. I don't think I'm going to see one. Now we now we really know. look like we're drunk as we've got our heads on a swivel, <laughs> looking in all the corners for butterflies. Yeah. Could we As tell you begin to look around, a man on the far side of the room stumbles and spills his drink over another man. Oh, oh, God. Uh -oh. The guy turns around, grabs him, and hurls him back into one of the tables as the man rolls over it, spilling food and drink in every direction. Why? Oh, Raven picks up, or this... Raven, Cesare picks up Raven and holds her <laughs> in his lap like, yep. <laughs> Honestly, this is like someone just threw a match on a massive pile of dry kindling as people on the far side of the room, not remotely involved, grab their bottles and hurl them across the room as the room explodes into motion. And I'm going to need initiative from the party. Oh, <laughs> Adrian pops her knuckles oh, no. like, oh, man, it's been a minute since I was in a scrap. All right. Perception, I'm guessing, because that's the one that makes sense. Yeah. Perception for everyone. Oh, come on. Oh, Yikes. I'm also not ready. Yikes. <laughs> too busy looking for butterflies. All right. We were too busy. Yeah, we were, <laughs> so we were, we were really focusing we on the butterflies. Out, but, you know. 
It's like stupid butterflies. Be really cool to have like calm emotions and just be like, no, stop it. I don't think that'll affect the whole room. It won't, and I don't have it, but it would be cool. The the bard changes from his folksy songs to like some sort of heavy metal. Ah, Like, I come from the land of (laughs) and the mosh pit starts. And yet there's still a, a happy little tune playing as there's breaking glass and the sound people like, you know. Of course, nobody messes of... with the band. They just keep playing. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be a giant jerk to just like jump up on stage and start punching band members. <laughs> I mean, they are all drunk, so it's possible. So, Adria. Adria rolls a three for an 11. Lucia. Lucia rolls a six for a 12. We're not ready. Nope. Cesare. Cesare rolls an 11 for a 16. Vittoria. Vittoria rolls a 14 for a 21. Okay, Vittoria's ready. Nicola. I rolled a 2 for an 8. Yep. Wow. Yep. (laughs) All right. So we're going to be doing something a little bit different with this Uh fight. Actually, we're going to be doing a couple things different with this fight. Uh, First off, you don't really need to concern yourself with the battle mat. Okay. So don't worry about that. Or your positioning or anything for that matter. Okay. I've decided to go through and update the Pathfinder 1 bar fight rules made by a friend of the podcast, Luis Loza, to Pathfinder 2. (laughs) Oh, spiffy. Uh, As such, you do not need to worry about your character's movement as it's assumed that you're being basically pushed and pulled through the crowds once you decide to engage with the crowds. Uh, Can shoved I in whichever to which direction. Not engage and leave the premises, please. May I <laughs> disengage? <laughs> mm-hmm. There are specific actions that you can take during a bar fight, referred to as bar fight actions. Uh, these include a couple of different options. You'll see that there are uh, symbols next to that representing how many actions each one of these take. Additional, in addition to any action that you can normally take, you may also take a bow out action. It's a three action that lets you flee. A hunker down action, which means that you don't leave the tavern, but you find some place to hide where you're not involved in the brawl. Hmm. You can improvise a weapon. It is assumed that you're going to be using non-lethal here. If you choose to start using lethal, please let me know because that will have criminal consequences and potentially alignment consequences. Yikes. You can choose to mix it up at which point you basically just like leap forward and start going full fists in, punching everyone in sight. It is a double action that you can mm-hmm. use specifically while doing a bar fight. You can redirect if you want to point towards somebody else and just kind of go, okay, I just grab this guy and shove him towards another person. Uh, You can also set up a strike where you can jump up on a table, do fancy moves, whatever it is to basically put yourself in a more advantageous position before punching someone out. Uh, You can also spread rumors if you want to attempt to uh, redirect the combat away from you and force the crowd to fight more with themselves than possibly fighting you. You do need to make attack rolls on your turn if you're going to attack and attempt to damage the crowd. You're not targeting a single individual. It's just like, I punch this dude out, I punch that guy out. You know, this guy comes at me with a chair, I hit him with a chair back. At the end of each turn, you will automatically take damage. Because it is almost impossible to avoid getting hit in here. All this damage is non-lethal, so there is that. Mm, Spiffy. Uh, But of course, you can choose to avoid taking damage by doing things like hunkering down or redirecting, so on, to reduce the amount of damage that you take. Should be, hopefully, pretty straightforward. Oh boy. Uh, And you can still do all the actions you normally do. The crowd here, in essence, counts akin to a swarm, which means that they do, uh, or like a troop or something like that, which means that uh, single target effects can still injure them. I don't know if you're going to be blasting off magic missiles into a crowd full of people that is lethal. No, Cesare's plan is a GTFO. (laughs) (laughs) His poor elvish sensibilities. Well, mostly he doesn't want Raven to get trampled underfoot and everything else. You know she just goes slice into people's Achilles. (laughs) (laughs) 
Raven just says, yeah, and leaps into the fight. <laughs> Jumps on the guy's face. <laughs> <laughs> my face! <laughs> Why is there a cat on my face? What movie am I thinking of that that happens, that they have a really fake cat on some guy's head? I don't know. Uh, Why don't is there now. a cat in a bar? <laughs> <laughs> to take care of the rat problem. Mm. Yep, there you go. That's why Mr. Tibbles is angry. People coming in here oh. and causing a ruckus. Mm. I don't know why his name is Mr. Tibbles, but it is. <laughs> so, combat begins. Vittoria Scordato. Of course. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Vittoria going to hunker down. Okay. Uh, because if she doesn't have to get involved in fight, she doesn't really want to. <laughs> All right, you will need to attempt either an acrobatics or stealth check. Uh, I have a plus five in both. Okay, bounce Probably your go for acrobatics, because I assume I'm jumping over the bar to hide behind it. <laughs> <laughs> nope, uh, I think uh, that's just not going to work, because I rolled a two, which gets me a seven. All right, yep, so Vittoria just takes a look around, leaps up, rushes her way forward to get over the bar before you get, like, one foot up before someone grabs onto the back of your cloak and slings you across the room. You still have an action remaining. <laughs> I'm going to try to redirect. Okay. Uh, so attempt a deception or intimidate check. So I'm going to go for deception because my intimidation is one. I am not intimidating. <laughs> Let's go for that. Look out behind you. Uh, that was a little bit better. I rolled a 14, uh, which gets me a 19. The guy kind of pauses, mug in hand, turns back around. <laughs> From Victoria, we go to Cesare. Raven, do you think we should help or just get out of here? I mean, I'm fine. I could probably take half the people in here. <laughs> <laughs> At least that guy in the corner. She points over to the largest guy. Wow, okay. Um, I like Cesare, her style. Cesare's gonna hunker down, I guess, but to just kind of duck behind the chairs and the table here. <laughs> also, Raven kind of leans in close, places a paw on your the side of your face to telepathically communicate with you like a Vulcan uh -huh. mind model. <laughs> also, after seeing Niccolo and the alligator, I really want to see him in a tavern brawl. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Don't like we all. Headlocking people, like <laughs> lifting them up and then slamming them down through table. <laughs> all right. Cesare gets a rolls of 15, which gets him a 21 on his stealth. So like all of you watch Victoria, she takes off. Cesare just kind of goes like limp cat and just slides <laughs> down under the table. <laughs> Cesare right, is also so liquid. Raven has that cool partner in crime thing where she aids me on deception checks. Okay. So Raven and I are going to spread rumors, which is a deception or society check to try to get uh, just incite chaos. <laughs> okay. So go ahead and attempt your uh, your choice, deception or society. All right, so I roll an 18. Eight only gives okay. you a plus one now, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Yes. Correct. So I get a yes. 25 after Raven's aid. All right, what do you say? Uh, lean over and towards like the closest person. That group of people over there said they could take you very easily. I think you should take them out. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's like eight drinks in. He goes yeah. rushing across the tavern. Seriously, you just... said what about me? <laughs> <laughs> Lucia. Let me improvise a weapon. Okay. So that is a perception check. Yep. I roll an 11 for a 20. 20? All right. Yep. So you just hop oh, up wait, to sorry, your feet. Oh, sorry. My perception's only a six. So that's an 11 for a 17. 17? Yep. You hop up to your feet. 
take a quick glance around, reach over, grab the uh, the half-emptied wine bottle that Cesare was uh, was slowly sipping away on, lift it up as wine goes pouring across the floor, start darting your eyes around for the nearest person. Okay, just because it seems very very much in line with Lucia's dramatic aspect, I would like to set up a strike. Okay. So athletics or acrobatics? Yep. That was a bad roll. I roll a four for a 12 acrobatics. That fails. That does not critically fail. Okay, that's So good. you you kind of rush over, try to leap up on top of a table to get a better vantage on your next target before just slipping in the, uh, the now smushed fried pickles that were mm. in a basket on the table as they go shooting oh, off and you nearly fall pickles. off the table entirely. <laughs> <laughs> Someone across the yell- room yells, all my pickles. <laughs> that was okay. The person who said, all my pickles, that's the person that I target with my improvised weapon as I strike them. Okay, go and make your strike check. My pickles, boom, ow, my jaw. How dare you criticize me? How dare you criticize me? Don't you know who I am? And then I throw... Nobody knows who you are. Nobody knows who you are. There's a chorus of no's from the tavern. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, you just kind of turn, heft your bottle. (laughs) Yeah, I roll a three for an 11, so I probably miss. You basically pick up the bottle, leap up on the table, slip, fall on your back. Someone yells that you turn around and hurl the bottle across the room, at which point it goes flying through the open door. And there's that sound of like hitting a trash can and a cat screeched outside somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure they're fine. Adria Sila. Not like not like this. Uh, Adria is going to start by uh, essentially taking a chair and, sl- and slamming it on the ground. So I'm going to make my perception check for improvising a weapon. Okay. Are you trying to get a one-handed or a two-handed weapon? A two-handed weapon. Okay. Okay. This is not the worst roll I've ever rolled. Uh, oh, wait. It's perception. Nine. 17? 17. Yep. So you basically just hop up to your feet, pick up the chair that you were sitting in up until this point and heft it up over your head. Nice. Well, I, I, you know, maybe it's just a one-handed then, because I want to break off a leg of the chair. That's what I want to do. Why are you doing pro- more property damage? <laughs> Poor Clay's It's a dog fight. Uh, then she's going to try to hop up onto the table here. Okay. Okay. It's acrobatics. I'm training that. So 15, 21 to essentially break this chair off and then hop onto the table. All right. So you're setting up a strike. So you leap up on top of the table successfully, giving you the plus two bonus on your next uh, strike or mix it up roll. Uh Oh. No, I don't have enough actions for mix it up. Uh, then yeah. I'm just going to, you know, essentially swing down at whoever seems to be close by. I rolled a not great. I rolled a five. I got an 11. Uh, unfortunately, 11 means that you swing down, miss your target, uh, crack the, ch- the chair leg into the table as it splinters. Ah, well. You just kind of yell and come at me as you stand on top of this table. <laughs> yes. Nicola. And that's why you don't wear cloaks, fellas. Nicholas sighs, finishes a quick drink of his lager, stands up, (laughs) and then I will kick the chair that I was sitting on toward the crowd to set up a strike with athletics. All right. I roll a 13, which gets me a 20. Nice. Uh, That succeeds as you kick your foot forward. The chair goes flying across the room, crashes into two people, knocking them off their feet. Nicholas, stick into our expectations. Uh, then I'm gonna, so it says that you get a plus two bonus on your next mix it up or strike. If I mix it up, does that apply to both attacks? That applies to both. You're just going all in now as you just dive forward to the attack. Let's mix it up. (laughs) All right. So Nikola will make two attacks with his fists. Um... All right. So mm, I don't roll great, unfortunately. Uh, the first one, I get a total of a 16. 
Rolling a seven. A 16 hits. Okay, cool. 13 for the second attack. I don't know if that'll work. A 13 does not. All right. Well, that's okay. Oh, wow. All right. Max damage. I roll a four. So seven points of non-lethal damage. Ouch. Raven's eyes go into like crowd. into little hearts from where she's watching him underneath the table. <laughs> yep. So Nicolo basically kicks the chair over there, knocks two guys down, runs forward, shoves one guy out of the way, and then like elbow drops one of the guys down on the ground as he starts punching into him. That's the way. <laughs> so that brings us to the end of the first round. I believe Cesare is the only one that is uh, hunkered down. Yeah. Hunkered please. down. Mm-hmm. All right. I do not take any damage. Uh, everyone else takes four points of non-lethal damage. Okay. I believe I take double, actually. Yes, you actually take eight points of non-lethal yeah. damage Ow. as people Ow. start piling on and beating down on Nicolo. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! It's like a dog pile right next to the bar. Goodness. Vittoria Scordato. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I there's no, like, de-escalate option. I know. Not uh, really. No, there is no de-escalate option at this point. This is this means that you have gone past the uh, the point of diplomacy. It is a bar fight. All right. Well, since I'm currently on the bar, I'm going to like spin around and kick somebody in the head. Okay. Are you? <laughs> um, do you want to leap fully up onto the bar? Yeah, I'll set up a strike. Okay. Um. So that is athletics or acrobatics. So I'll use an acrobatics. All right. Uh, so that's a 12 for a 17. So you rush forward, leap up on top of the bar, nod over towards uh, Adria. I probably look down somewhat nervously to the pile of like six people on top of Nicolo. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Okay. You've lost all track of Cesare. All right. Which so he has sprawled out I on have, the table across the room. Now that I've set that up, I can mix it up or strike. I guess I'm just going to... Sh- I'm going to mix it up. I'm going to dive on top of the dog pile with Nicolo. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I would do that. Part of the I damage Nicolo takes us from Vittoria. Wow, <laughs> jeez, <laughs> like, oh, I'm on your side. <laughs> so I rolled in uh, eight. So that gets me a 14 plus the two for setup and strike. So 16. 16. So yeah, you run forward, leap up, get on top of the bar. You know, one guy tries to grab at your leg before you just bring up your foot and kick him full in the face. Go ahead and roll your damage. Four. <laughs> Ow. Oof. A solid kick as you feel the crunch Ow, yeah. of his uh, crunch of his nose as your boot impacts on his face. The man falls back into a heap. You have an Stay down. <laughs> she's going to get like a fighting stance. Like if anybody comes near, her, she's going to wail on him again. Okay. Oh, there we go. Uh, 17. 17. <laughs> Which plus my acrobatics is a 23. Yeah. So you... <laughs> crouch basically do a king of a hill sort of thing where you plant your feet wide and you're like I've claimed this edge of the bar and I will not be pushed free from it from I Vittoria. figure I'm like defending Clinchjaw back here I'm like trying to keep anybody from getting to him since you are the first person that mentions Clinchjaw oh no as you look behind the bar you see that Clinchjaw is sitting on a stool with his head down on the bar. Seemingly asleep. Oh, that's weird. Somebody killed Clinchjaw? Check on Clinchjaw. Weird. You're out of actions, but... Um, someone needs to check the bartender. Let me make a perception roll for everyone. See who hears you in the day. Only Niccolo does not hear this from under the Mm. pile of (laughs) (laughs) bars. That seems appropriate. Uh, On it, I got it. I don't have time for a drink right now, Vittoria. <laughs> what? <laughs> I didn't hear her right, so. I know, it's funny. <laughs> From Vittoria, we go to Cesare. 
Cesare lets out a long-suffering sigh. The high thing down here is not getting us anywhere. I just imagine Cesare now crawling to the, <laughs> the bar. Yeah, just like along the floor, like, oh, God. Oh, ew, God. Okay. Uh, Cesare's going to spread rumors again. I roll a 10, <laughs> which gets me a 17. Okay, what do you say? Cesare gestures at a random group of people and then yells over at the people that were upset with the government that they support the House Thrun. <laughs> <laughs> you distantly hear, what? <laughs> and then someone launches themselves across the room. <laughs> oh, God. And then, God, I gotta get... Uh, God, I guess I'm just gonna start punching people that are nearby. <laughs> oh, jeez. They're so uh, funny. So funny. This is so funny, the wizard punching people. <laughs> first, first hit, Chesare rolls a 15, which is a 21. Very well. So Cesare pops out from underneath the table, yells across the room. A guy comes forward. He just rabbit punches him in the nose. <laughs> Cesare does three points of damage. Yeah, I imagine it's that thing where you punch into him and they just start shaking your hand as he goes stumbling back away. Because he doesn't know how to properly punch. Or it's just been so long that his, you know, his hands have grown so delicate. <laughs> I only get an 11 on the second one. Yeah, so you kind of turn around and uh, another guy swings towards you and you manage to duck under this and then you like punch into his ribs and feel nothing but like this meaty impact as the man looks down at you. Sneers with two missing teeth already. Lucia. Um, all right, I've got a zero medicine, so I'm I gonna don't go think look at the I'm going to be of any help. So uh, I will do some panache with my swashbuckling style. So okay. let's do a, uh, it says a will DC of one observer. I'm assuming because they're a swarm, they're a, an observer. It's still technically one creature and it's not a mental effect. So yeah, because like, it then says the target is temporarily immune for an hour. So I didn't know if I can do like multiple panache checks on the crowd. Technically, this is one creature. So you can yeah, do the panache okay. this time. Nice. Uh, okay. Uh, I roll an 18, that is get a 27 on my perform check, as I imagine Lucia just kind of like stands up and says, people, people, we don't need to be fighting each other. We all just need to be fighting the oppressors. It's your choice on who the oppressors are. <laughs> you just hear someone yell, shut up with your politics and throw a bottle at your head. <laughs> but I don't I want politics in my brawl. <laughs> the important is I got panache, so I'm ready. I, I like to think that there's a dramatic moment where everybody just kind of stops, looks at her, and then just keeps punching. Everyone goes quiet as you make this statement, kind of turns in fascination, including like the pile of people on Niccolo. And then suddenly you just see this one fist come up and slam a guy in the face as Niccolo's fighting out from under the <laughs> <laughs> Knocks this dude out cold and then suddenly everyone's brawling again. Oh, sweet Shalin. All right, so I've got some panache. So that's going to help. Okay, then I'm going to just... I will punch them, and then I'm going to try to spread rumors. <laughs> okay. It seems like fun. All right, so let's go ahead and do a strike with my fist. That is an eight for a 16. Barrel, you roll off the table, leap forward, slam your fist in the side of the guy uh, cool. directly ahead of you. For three points of damage. Ouch. All right, and then for a spread rumors, I attempt a deception or society check. My deception is a plus seven. I roll a 16 for a 23 to spread some rumors and get the crowd to hit each other more. Okay. Yep. And uh, I, I'm imagining she just says, no, 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 they're not, they're not the Thrunies. Those are the Thrunies. Very well. <laughs> From uh, Lucia, we go to Adria. Uh, Adria is going to like run across tables until she gets to the bar to check on Clinchshaw. Uh, yeah, go ahead and make me a medicine check. 
All right, roll a 13 for a 21. No, he's not dead. He's he's sleeping. You can hear him snoring once you put your face down close enough to him. That had to be magically induced. Come on now. Or a poison, maybe. Oh, yeah, or a poison, that's yeah. Weird. Uh, it is yeah. weird. I guess I'll shake him awake. Single action, you just grab onto his shoulder, shake him. He, you know, snorts, darts his head up. What is what? going on? What? Stop working my bar! He <laughs> starts getting up to his feet, <laughs> reaches under the table, pulls out a bat. Oh, oh he whoa. gets to use a bat? Okay. Well, that's his well, bar. He's defending his property. It's I his guess bar. that's fair. <laughs> Can we be deputized to also be bar uh, tenders? Uh, uh, you do have uh, action still remaining. How do you sleep through this? I don't know. Oh, he's probably just narcolepsy or something. That's no. really sad. Talk, talking still free action, yeah. so. Adria's just like, that's, uh, do I see like the bar hands anywhere? Are you calling out, do you want to make a check to seek? Uh, yeah, cause I'm wondering if like all the bar staff is asleep. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, interesting. You see that there are still a number of the other bar hands. Uh, many of them are engaged in the fighting or at the very least, there's some of them that are just trying to like pick up the, uh, the bottles and get them back behind like anything that's on the bar, get them back behind the bar to keep them from being broken. Okay. Some of them yelling for people to calm down. You do see one odd thing hmm. that I will send in a secret check. There's a butterfly. Oh, yeah. no. There's a butterfly! <laughs> Wait, is it seriously there's a butterfly? It's, it's, maybe it's a moth. It's orange. Oh, for the love of... Behind the curtains! Oh, I can't point out. That's an action also. Yeah, pointing out is an action. All right, well, I'm going to run over there on my turn and chase the butterfly. <laughs> I feel like it's magic. There's magic happening here. That sounds very much Probably. like some like drug <laughs> reference. Ah <laughs> oh, man, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go chase the butterfly, man. Like bar Nicolo. fights and butterfly chasing. This sounds like some great old days. <laughs> Nicola, oh, the name of the episode. Clearly, it's bar fights and butterflies. <laughs> oh, I do like that. Uh, Nicola will slap a guy in the back of the head with his tail as a redirect action. Um, yeah. for this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> just like someone behind you hits you. Come on. His tail, yeah, his tail sneaks up and just like taps him on the shoulder. <laughs> huh? Uh, nice. I roll a 15 for a 21 on the deception check. Nice. Yeah, he, his attention is suddenly drawn away as he kind of like rolls over, swings back, hops up to his feet and starts looking around for some sort of invisible attacker. I will continue to mix it up because this is fun. And <laughs> well, you take half damage of your twice damage, so. Yes, yep, exactly. He's going to do half damage of his double damage. So, right. uh, yeah. Oh, wow. That was considerably better. I don't know, but I guess we'll, I rolled considerably better, though. Um, so the first attack is a 19 for a 26 against the nice. 26 is a critical hit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> crit the crowd. So for the crit. Oh, God. Uh, oh, wait. No, I roll once and double it. Sorry. Yes. Once okay. and double it. OK, so that is eight points of damage as I roll a one. Still, Aww. it still does a lot of damage, though. That's still uh, a lot as all of you look over and just see this like these other four people just start to like bulge up as Nicolo gets up to his like gets up to his knees, reaches over behind him, grabs a guy, flips him over him, punches him in the <laughs> face and then stumbles up to his feet. Blood like trickling out of the corner of his mouth. Nice luck, Nico. Thanks. We're going to need a drink after this. Uh, now it's all broken. <laughs> no! <laughs> Use the rage, harness it. <laughs> uh, the second attack, he might very well be, as I roll a 14 for a 21 on that one. So. A 21 still succeeds. Nice. 
Uh, dealing another six points of damage as I roll a three. <laughs> Niccolo stumbles up to his feet, turns, does this kick as he kicks two guys in the face simultaneously as they crumple to the ground. As he spits blood down onto the floor, you look up to see that as we reach, it's the, reach the end of the turn and they do their damage to themselves, there are unconscious people left, right, and center. The few people that are still conscious are just kind of making their way towards the door before the uh, the damage is done and Clinchjaw is shaking his bat towards everyone as they run out into the streets. Nicholas spits blood out of his mouth. <laughs> Been a while since and I the room falls silent except for the groans of the injured people. Uh, I don't think anyone was hunkered down, correct? No. 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 All right, so that means... So yeah, everyone takes five points of damage. Nikola also just takes five points of damage since you're taking double and then half. Yeah. <laughs> Smart strategy, actually, to go double and half. No, thank you. Adria runs toward the stage. That butterfly went this way. What? The but there's a butterfly? There really is a butterfly? I saw it. I guess I'll try to take a look for the butterfly. Yeah, Cesare yeah. will go investigate, probably kind of still the shaking his one hand. I guess yeah, she'll looking. throw over her shoulder. Hope everything's okay. We'll come back. Maybe help clean up later. Bye. Well, yeah. We will. But first, we gotta <laughs> find this weird butterfly because what if that's the reason everybody keeps fighting in here? I think the reason everyone keeps fighting in here is a difference of opinion. Mm. But why go to the same bar? There's more than one bar in this town. You could have two bars. One that's one and one that means the other thing. Didn't the other major bar burn down? The badger something something. The thrashing badger. Badger, 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 badger. The thrashing badger did burn down. Mm. Anyway, there's a moth and a, or a butterfly. It's orange. I don't know. Cesare is going to go ahead and cast Detect Magic as we get up on the stage. Uh, hopping onto the stage, the area behind the stage is dark. Uh, I think Nicolo is the only one that can see back there, correct? Hopping up onto the stage, you find that the uh, the performers have been hiding behind the curtains this entire time. Um, mm -hmm. And glance up kind of curiously towards all of you as you rush forward. You can see that there are two doors that exit out of this room. All of you can also note that the doors, the walls separate the various portions of this room of basically what was once this one large chamber, but the rafters above are still exposed. Yep. I'm looking up at the rafters. Something could easily move from room to room, simply going along the rafters above. Hmm. Is there a way, is there an obvious way to get up there or? I mean, you could jump and climb up there and then balance along the rafters if you wanted to. Try there are also it, two guess. doors that exit uh, oh. exit out of this room. Yeah, I say mm. we just try the doors. All right, let's do this door first. So, like the one. I, well, which one? Which which side of the curtains did the moth fly toward? It seemed like the right side. Okay, I saw it kind of go this way. Uh, she points toward the right. I don't see any magic. Hmm. I mean, hmm. it might just be a normal butterfly. Maybe, but it's weird. It's orange. If that helps. Also, can I get a light no, you got spell? Nothing. Oh, yeah, fine. I literally I can't see where Adria is at the moment. <laughs> I cast light on you. Right, into the door then. Probably best to keep pushing before they get away. After you. So, Nicolo does sort of like stretch out for a moment. <clears throat> Been a while since I've done anything like that. I know, me too. It's kind of exhilarating. Y'all know how to have a good night out on the town. Mm. Cesare pokes at Raven. Aren't you going to congratulate them on the job well done? He whispers. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was great. Oh, Nicolo, you did wonderful back there. Oh, I appreciate that. Was that all part of your alligator wrestling training? Um, <laughs> sure. 
We should Why not teach that knocks. up at the school. Hmm. We're not going to start teaching alligator wrestling at the school. This could we could certainly perhaps... teach it as part of the, uh, you know, she makes like a, a motion with of a bird flying with her hands. It could be perhaps an extracurricular activity or a club. Uh, Nicholas says approaching the door. <laughs> it's an elective. <laughs> is the door locked? Uh, approaching the door, you find that it is not locked. Sweet. All right. Open it. Making your way forward opening the door. You make your way through the door, enter into another room. The chamber back here seems to be a backstage area, perhaps for the performers up on stage. Again, you get the impression that before this place was a bar bar, it was probably some sort of theater. Not uncommon, of course, in the Silver City, judging, considering Kentargo's history with performances and the performing arts. A rack off towards the side is full filled with a variety of different clothing options, mostly cloaks and such simple, quick wardrobe changes that can add a color or variety to a performance on stage. A few crates sit nearby, and you can see that there's a wide set of double doors off towards your left and two single doors making their way off towards your right. Down a short hallway, you can see that there's another door, which you believe was one of the doors closest to where you were sitting out on the main, out in the main uh, room. Mm. Let me get a perception roll from the group here. Hey, there's something over there. It's like over silk sliding on a wooden floor. Behind those barrels. We look. Do you, like, brush over towards the barrels? Adria I mean, rushes toward the barrels. I was going to try to be stealthy about it, but okay. Adria, as you rush forward, you hear a hiss. Oh, there's an animal here. A silky animal. All of you feel a tingling at the base of your skull. Uh-oh. I didn't mean to hurt anyone. The voice Wait, chimes what? inside of your heads. What sure. As addressing all of you in common. Sure, you're just, uh, you know, playing a prank. Exactly. Oof. Who are How'd you and what did you do? Who are you and what do you do? I make glass, I'm Adria. Nicolo. I punch people, apparently. Wrestle alligators. Lucia, I used to be an actress. Cesare, I'm a professor at the academy. Elven studies. This is Raven. She sleeps mostly, I think. Mostly. I'm Vittoria. I... Solve mysteries and go to school. <laughs> That's a setup for some kind of an anime school. somewhere. In I there. went to school. <laughs> school was very boring. Who are you? What you're learning? I am Vindelfek. Vindelfek. Can you like Vindelfek. come out so we can see you? Mm, I haven't decided yet. You're very violent. Would you happen to be a orange butterfly? Because that's kind of what we came in here for. Because we were told <laughs> there was a butterfly. Mm. I've been called worse. I am a refugee. Okay. A refugee from where? Well, until recently, I lived in the Threshing Badger. Oh. Oh. I had a lot of friends there, but then they came. They? Men in black, armor that looked like muscles, tattered cloaks, carrying whips and swords. Hell knights. The roses were there. The roses? Of Kintargo. They barred the doors and then lit the fire. I snuck out the gable window. It sounds like hell nights. That wouldn't be surprising. The window was too small for the others. They told me to go. Aww. They opened the, the trap door and dove into the water below. Maybe they escaped. Okay. But it's a long swim before you can surface. You all know that the thrashing badger was built onto the docks. Mm -hmm. And that at high tide, which would have been when this attack happened... 
the water level is basically level with the bottom of the docks. So you'd have to swim for the better part of maybe a hundred yards mm. Ooh, yeah. before Yikes. surfacing again. Ew. Possible, but maybe. Mm, yeah. The Roses of Kintargo were the followers of Milani, weren't they? The cult of the cult of Milani. Yeah. yeah. Are you a Rose of Kintargo? Nope. I have my own gods. Mm. Okay. Why don't? Well, we are attempting to find out what happened on the Night of Ashes and hopefully prevent something like that from happening again. Hmm. You and said to get those guys to leave the city and leave us alone. Yeah, the, the pointy guys. Well, look, I'm, yeah, I'm not looking nights. for a fight. But you're causing them? I mean, it gets kind of boring here. and The problem is, is that if you keep these fights continuing, this place is going to get shut down and then you'll have nothing. Would you like a somewhere safe to stay? Somewhere that's more exciting? I mean, I do like excitement. We have a secret base. It's kind of exciting. Niccolo narrows his eyes, but just sort of nods. <laughs> hmm. You know, I am nearly a hundred. Maybe it's time that I start taking things a little more proactive. I understand that mm. feeling. <laughs> you hear a clicking sound from behind the barrels. I am ready. The figure then launches itself up, touches down the creature is roughly the size of a cat. It's so cute. Oh, it's man. Mm. The entirety of the thing is blue across its top, yellow along its belly with bright serpentine, almost golden orange eyes and the long curved horns. A full set of butterfly wings of a brilliant shade of orange sprout from its shoulder blades. And it looks like... Note for future Rick, get ready to possibly turn down gain levels. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a fairy dragon! Oh, so cute. This has to be our friend. We recruit them immediately. Team mascot, done. Sorry, Raven. Hey, Raven! No, this thing's so much cuter. Oh! It's cuter it's so than nice. Kitty. How dare you! It's a dragon it's with fairy so wings. Nice. Vindelfleck cocks his head to the side. Talks his head back to the other side because, again, his eyes are on either side. So, to see what's you. the, I mean, what's I the mean, recall I, knowledge to know who yeah. he be? Anyone that wishes to. I, I wish to. It's probably nature, right? Arcana. I, they are dragons. Yep. I was thinking the fairy part, but uh, I have no arcana. I do. Nope. I don't have any of that, but I'll roll it anyway. <laughs> Let's see. Maybe I need to get a familiar, and then I need to take this specific familiar. I get a fairy dragon. It's pretty fun. Secret check. The dragon cocks his head and looks over all of you curiously, as I imagine some of you make squeeing sounds, apparently. Adrian <laughs> is dying happily. Uh, yeah, Lucia is definitely squeeing. And he's a fairy dragon. He's but cute as what he is. From what I understand, you're kind of typically good-natured. Yes. But mischievous? You could possibly use that word to describe me. I would say a spreader of joy and excitement. Well, excitement, mostly. I I don't know if you're succeeding on what you think you're succeeding with when it comes to clenched jaws. Well, the thrashing badger was a was a fight a night kind of place. And then I got here and then everyone's sitting around having quiet discussion and playing card games. Yes, but there are different types of environments for different people. Exactly. You can't have fights every night at every establishment. Hmm. I guess. How do you feel about subterfuge and mischief actions in the shadows? So you're offering me like a, a job, if you will. 
Sort of. Sort a of. place to stay, a, a mischief to get into that won't cause places to get burned down, hopefully. A mischief to get into that with will... like-minded intentions? A mischief upon the people that greatly deserve it. Like the people who who burnt down the thrashing badger. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. I do need to maybe take a more active role to expand my horde. Oh, yeah. You what is it uh, that you hoard exactly? He, have a, a whole, he has a horde. A horde of dragons? What? No, 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 no. Horde, as in uh, H-O-A-R-D. Oh. What do you no, Horde. Uh, I personally prefer musical instruments. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I don't know how to play any of them, but I like them. Flutes, particularly. And our base, if you will, will be a safe place for you to store, said Horde. What? It's true. Hmm. Hmm. Go ahead, and uh, whoever wants to may roll me a diplomacy check. Uh, everyone's contributed, so anyone that wishes to may attempt an aid. Who has the best diplomacy? I have a plus six. I have a plus seven. I have a plus seven. But don't okay. let me be the primary. I'm aiding Rachel. I rolled a 16, which gets me a 24. Okay. Okay, that is a 17, which gets me a 24. Yes, uh, I rolled a 14 with my plus six, gets me a 20 exactly, so I give you a nice. plus one. Nice, so that's a 25 for me. The dragon cocks his head back and forth. Hmm. Well, when I go back to the first world, that would probably make mom and dad happy. Okay, maybe I could help. I mean, I'm not much of a fighter. That's fine. I mean, other than my... He then lets out a breath weapon of just purple mist and dust. Please, don't breathe it. Mm. It distantly smells rather pleasant, although all of you get this kind of confusing psychedelic experience for a moment. This is awesome. Uh, Uh, Please not... Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yes. Uh, We need our wits about us. Don't do that. Although yep. that could be very useful when we're getting, you know. Yes, could be extremely helpful to us, but not now. Dude, could you mm. imagine him him going in and confusing a room of people before we like go in? Ah, oh, so nice. <laughs> I love him. Um, okay, as long as I get to keep any musical instruments that I find. Sure, that yes. sounds I mean, I like a fair deal. And I need a barrel. Okay. And a pillow. Is in the barrel. Oh, sure, sure. All we right. can accommodate that. Mm. Do you want two barrels? Just in case you hoard. What do I need a second big? barrel for? I don't know. I mean, once my hoard grows large enough, I may need a larger barrel, but I need it in sight. Oh, sure. Mm. Hmm. Okay. He oh, hops yeah. down, oh, heck yeah. trots his way over, sits on his haunches, raises up at one clawed forearm. We have a deal. Oh, I shake his tiny hand. Yep. He shakes you, shakes it with his tiny claw. Let's Fantastic. take him to the coffee house, shall we? Ooh, a coffee house. Yeah, it is below a coffee house with great donuts. Do they get into fights? Coffee houses are not for fights. No, please do not uh, instigate any fights. I don't think Laria would like that very much. The fighting kind of happens in the secret lair portion of the coffee house. You know, because we train for like espionage and such. So that's where the fighting's going to happen. Okay. But don't. I'm just going to warn you. I have no control over what I do if I get bored. So you're warned. uh, You know what? You know who could keep him busy? Uh, his new best friend, Rex. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Poor Rexus. We come back oh, and Rex no. is just like loopy as all get out from the breath weapon. <laughs> well, oh, no. and I imagine that the Fushi sisters would be mildly entertaining there as well. There would be plenty to do. <laughs> and we will hopefully have more locations that we could um, expand. 
Do you have any instruments that we need to take with us now? Uh, well, yes and no. How is it both? I suppose I should have probably brought this up before we did the handshake, but I didn't spit my hand, so I'm not sure if it's binding. Okay. When the thrashing badger collapsed, I may have lost some of my treasure. Oh, no. If you could maybe help me retrieve some of that treasure, I would be greatly appreciative. Oh, sure. We can go do okay. that now, right? Do you have, like, an inventory or anything so we know? If it's a musical instrument, it's mine. We should probably not poke around the ruins of the thrashing badger so close to curfew. Well, no, we'll go, like, tomorrow or something. I had three flutes, two cymbals, two small drums, a harmonica, hmm. uh, and what's that little thing that has a little thing on it? A kazoo. Some of those should be okay, because the metal. Okay. Now I want to see the, our new friend play a kazoo. That would be great. I'm just imagining, you know, those one-man band setups, like eventually mm. getting enough one-man band He did say that setup. he didn't know how to play most of them. He I just know, but funny. He has no lips to play more than half of them. The drums <laughs> true. can play. Alright, so... Yeah, play I some drums. He could, he could pluck some strings on, like, a, you know, a cello or something. What time All is right. it? Alright. We come to, to a decision. Yeah. Alright, so let's take him to the coffee house and then... We'll have to disperse for curfew. Sounds good. And then tomorrow morning or whatever, we'll go swimming around looking for instruments. Perhaps we should speak with Clinch Jaw. What? Oh, should we speak to Clinch Jaw? I mean, I feel like we should also maybe help him clean up. I'll help clean up. Don't worry about that. Um... Yes, I can stay with Niccolo if the two of you or three of you want to go deliver our new friend. Yeah, that seems good. Okay. And then I guess we'll meet up. Um, let's just say back here in the morning. Or, well, some at of us At the Thrash will. and Badger. Oh, yeah, not in the morning. Uh, well, you said at three, right? I well, have classes starting at three, and I'm not the free for the evening until 6.30. Well, what about the morning? Like, uh, early morning, like as soon as curfew lifts. The I'm only problem okay. with doing that is if you're going to be exploring that, that's when everyone is showing up to the docks. Oh, yeah. There's going to be people everywhere there during the morning. So and day. we may need to do uh, some evening after everybody gets off work at the docks explorations. We can meet tomorrow evening around seven. That gives us two hours before curfew. Sure. We'll do that. Yeah. Gives everyone else a chance to do their day work. Yes, I also yeah. have class and work. You yeah. also have class and True. work. Nicolo's got a job. I think everyone a but Lucia Adria has a job. needs to open her shop. I did that today, Sam. But yes, I do. <laughs> Lucia needs a source of income. All right. Nicolo looks around. find something like besides a... uh, instruments that she can, you know, use to <laughs> fund her uh, rent. I suppose you all step back out. Three of you make your way. The uh, fairy dragon, you know, as you step back out, just literally disappears. Oh, cool. Uh, once you're outside, he reappears, uh, no longer being invisible, flies up high enough so that people in the street don't necessarily bother with him, and most people don't look that far up. It just kind of darts from rooftop to rooftop, seemingly impatiently batting its tail against the top of top of the roofs, waiting for all of you to keep up with him. <laughs> hey, we move the speed, we move. Niccolo, you and Vittoria make your way over to go and speak with uh, Clinchjaw, whom, if you offer to help clean up, is very happy to, uh, to take you up on it. Yeah. He does stress that he won't pay you. Fine. Well, considering we helped with the destruction, I think that's uh, right. Yeah, there's a little yeah. bit of guilt in there. Cesare just hid behind a table and punched a guy. He didn't break any property. I broke property. I definitely broke property. Victoria actually didn't. Technically, I broke nothing but bones, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you broke faces. Yeah, I don't know if I actually broke anybody's bones, but. All right, and I'll make a note that you guys helped out there. So the two of you spend 
at the very least, the next hour or so helping to clean up the tavern before needing to leave before curfew sets in. Do you choose to tell Clinchjaw about what's been happening, or are you just going to be like, I, I think things are going to be looking up? I don't think he needs to know the details. Hmm? Just because, yeah. yeah, he might want to, like, get the thing. <laughs> I, I don't I don't, I don't, don't want the poor little fairy dragon to have a, another enemy. <laughs> we had a stern talking to some agitators. Yeah, I was just like, I have must have vengeance against Vendelfet. So, just as a clarifying question, how was the fairy dragon causing the fights? The confusion breath. Mm, probably. That sounds like it'd be something I could probably go over in some detail in the upcoming uh, okay. mm, that, rumor mill. Yeah, that's sounds fair. Good. But it's fair. The two of you spend your time cleaning up, helping. Clenchjaw thanks both of you. While he doesn't pay you, he sends both of you home with a bottle of his watered-down wine. Yeah, all right. Yeah, shakes Not your bad. hands. Wishes both of you a good evening. I have a feeling you'll have better evenings. The three of you make your way navigating back to the coffee house. Uh, there's a little pop-up that shows up above all of your head that says Vindelfeck has joined the Silver Ravens. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> well, achievement unlocked. You know, fairy dragon. you know dragons. what? We'll pick it up here next time. Yeah! We got a fairy dragon! That was so we... fun. Oh my god. That was unexpectedly fun. We're gonna have to build him like a little <laughs> obstacle course or something to keep him busy. Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Hell's Rebels is copyright 2015. Hell's Rebels and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. Find the Path Ventures have converted Hell's Rebels from Pathfinder to Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Conversion notes are available to our Patreon backers at patreon.com backslash findthepath. <laughs>